Today's show is brought to you by FreshBooks.com. Get a 30-day free trial at www.gofreshbooks.com backslash gang. The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. Welcome to the Movie Gang Podcast. This week we're going to be taking a look at Valyrian and the City of a Thousand Planets. A little older review um, for those of you who had a chance to see it. We're going to uh, tease apart just uh, what this film is. Um, um, More on that later. Uh, First we're going to look at a couple of trailers with you this week. Um, But before I get to that, uh, here joining me today... In our uh, internet uh, roundtable is Jack Newman. Say hi, Jack. How you doing? I'm really. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm. Uh, this will come out today, but I'm grumpy. I'm so sorry. Why are <laughs> like you to everyone here? Is it? Is it one of the two trailers I'm, I'm, we had I'm, to watch this week by chance? No. I'm. I'm. No. 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 I. Uh, I, I. I forced it. That's me and Ben forced that situation. But that's. That's all. That's all for good reasons. You were forced. Okay, no, first I, I, I saw who made it, and I was like, Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Wait. To call shade in the intro, Trevor. No, uh, <laughs> the uh, I'm moving again, and it's oh, it's yeah, really bad. Oh, you are moving everywhere. again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it sucks. Wow, you just moved, man. God damn. All right, so now, yeah, ben, like three weeks. How's how's yeah. your life doing? Yours? Are you um, in a stable location? <laughs> I am stable. I need a stable job, but other than that, I'm in a stable location. Don't so. don't we all? Don't yeah, we all? Yeah, but uh, otherwise doing well. I I, I uh, fingers crossed. I I got to apply for Trailer Park, who uh, uh, famously re-edited Suicide Squad, but also edited a lot of great trailers. So fingers crossed that we'll hopefully hear back from that soon. But uh, otherwise, yeah, mostly just living you're, my life. Uh, you're you're working for the same company that did the trail. You're 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 applying for the same company that cut the trailer for Suicide Squad. Yes, and then ended up inevitably well, recutting the entire cutting movie the movie famously. because so, they like so the your montage so skills are going to go through the roof. Oh yeah, I'm going to cut so much right. shit to like music. All I'm going to hear all day is yes. pop songs. <laughs> Sarah, how are yeah, you doing? We're gonna. I uh, I'm doing really good. I spent most of today catching up on anime that we're going to talk about in a few weeks' time on our sister podcast, Animania. Good plug. Good Woo! plug. Hey, did you have you seen NTR Trap yet? No, well, I Jack, I told you I was catching up on everything else that we're gonna talk you, about. You you got it, man. You gotta. It's okay, it's well, it's then just put it on the docket I, so I, I have a reason to watch the it. The docket. I, all right, I will. I will. It'll be on next week. But like, I just watch it and think Sarah would probably like this. Okay. <laughs> Show about lesbians. Yes. We we do have a docket on Animania. We have we're we're quite organized this season. Oh wow. So yeah, it is. It is a spreadsheet. No, uh, no thanks to me. I helped out with that a little bit this season. <laughs> hey, like you did actually. Yeah. As we were I was about to say I was much better this season about like not just like Jack wants to watch these harem podcasts. I think you guys probably enjoyed a little bit more. <laughs> it's only every fourth show is a harem podcast, so that's, that's pretty a good. good. Ratio. Maybe, maybe a little more balanced. I don't know. We have a lot of action this season <laughs> mm-hmm. too, though. So yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's that's just the, the season. Yeah, yeah. 
So, um, Jack, do you want to tell us about this uh, this this trailer that you just made me watch for? Uh, <laughs> oh, Duck Duck Goose. Duck Duck Goose. Why, mean, why are we talking trailer? about this exactly? Yeah, yeah, we're 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 spending time. We're gonna. Well, me, me and Ben wanted to talk about Open Road Productions. Uh, why, why don't you? So I'll I'll, I'll rep the trailer. You rep the the studio, Ben. Uh, sure. So Duck Duck Goose is the newest trailer from Open Roads. It essentially is kind of a, a the company that did shit like the Nut Job and the Nut. Job too. Um, yeah. Oh my god. There's a sequel to the Nut Job. Yeah, it just came out this weekend. There is a sequel. <laughs> oh my god. I didn't need to know that. It's called the Nut Job Two: Nutty by Nature. So there you go. There it is. That's a sweaty yeah. pun if I've ever ben, heard one. I just ate dinner. I don't need this indigestion. <laughs> I I ran up like a box office thing, and I was like, I couldn't write the title. I was like, I can't. So I'm sorry, guys. Like I'm only putting film title for this because I I can't talk about it. But Open Road Films, they aren't actually a production company, they're a distribution company, and they have the worst run oh, of yeah. movies, I think, in recent memory. It's kind of shocking, and I almost feel like there might be some secret money laundering scheme, particularly these like terrible animated films you've never heard of. For instance, there's <laughs> like there a movie... there could be no possible yeah. better reason for them to exist than that I think so, because for... like they, they <laughs> distributed a movie this year called Spark, uh, which is... Spark a space tale about space monkeys, which already was a space monkeys movie. So why do we need two animated space monkey movies? And it opened. It would cost forty million dollars, and it made. And I'm not joking here. A hundred and forty thousand dollars only in theaters. They also released The Promise, which cost ninety million dollars and made four million dollars. They released Max Steel, which is based on like a, 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 a toy property. They've also did Spotlight, so you know they have a very yeah. I was odd about to say career. like they did they did they did Chef by John Favreau. yeah. And they released like, they, they, they had like an interesting like, run for like 2015, and then they just I don't know what happened. They've just like done the weirdest, most terrible movies in the last two years. So you're yeah, talking about the distribution company? Yeah, oh Max the... Steel was hilariously bad. Okay. Yeah, they're they're the distribution company. They don't actually make the films, but they release them all and. Because in the trailer it says from the creators of Shrek and Home, which is just like the most forgettable animated movie and one of the more memorable ones in mm. recent history. So. Which, <laughs> I was about to say, I was like, who the fuck is well, like yes. banking on the home market? I, I was looking that up. Was, yeah, the director of Duck Duck Goose is like a guy who's been in like animation forever, and he's he's like worked on movies like Atlantis and stuff like that, you know. So it's like you can right. say from the right. creator of, you know. Even though it's not real, well, it uh, it looks like shit. I think, it's just uh, we're all what? Well, <laughs> more or less. I think it's just interesting to see like fail because pro- like usually we don't get kind of like the fail project style animation productions. Like people like you either have like a certain level of like animation. So like it's interesting to see that we now have money in the bank for productions like this to do just. Right. Entirely, totally fail. Like, I'm like it's either direct by, to yeah. DVD or, or like at the point that it becomes a movie, it is. It, it, it can be. There are like, I'm not saying there aren't like bad animation productions out there. Looking at you, Shrek Four, but there's usually like an existing reason to motivate the franchise to exist, like some sort of toy yeah. tie-in or something along and, those lines. And once you start following, Whereas this is just box office. You start to see these weird indie animated movies that don't exist and make no money and I don't know why they happen. <laughs> like, they're so no, bizarre. No, people just make them. And, and it's almost just like, I mean, the only thing that I could think of is that somebody out there is, like, trying to create new talent by creating these, like, shit productions to, like, bring yeah, them they, in on. they make like, enough on, like, VOD or, like, sell them to Netflix for really cheap or something later on. Like, I don't know, because it's, like, 
like they're going to release they're, they're Arctic Justice movies. Thunder they're, they're Squad. They're Netflix babysitting movies. That's what they are. Yeah, that's, Netflix. That's the only possible market good. I can see. So, speaking of independent movies, I'm struggling for transition January here to 26, the 2018, from Open Open Road Films, Arctic Justice Thunder Squad yeah. <laughs> is a movie that's going to happen. <laughs> I, yeah, I just, you just about? you know. Oh, it's I don't even know what this is. It's, it's a, uh, it's let, got, let me read the all it has is a title. Let me read the plot synopsis real quick. Swifty, the Arctic Fox, works in the mailroom of the Arctic <laughs> Blast Delivery Service, but dreams no. one day of becoming a top dog. The Arctic no, Star. I've heard, enough. I've heard enough. I've heard enough. I've heard <laughs> enough. Bail. Bail. <laughs> let's let's move on to Stalin. That that looks good. Stalin is, is that more an fun. indie film? Yeah. <laughs> it does look good. Ben, you want to tell us about that one? Um, yeah, so this is the latest yeah. film from Armando Iannucci, he who created uh, the fantastic political satires like um, In the Loop, and uh, what's this? I forget the show. I we used to watch all the time, and now I feel bad that I don't remember the name of it. But the original BBC show, and also Veep, oh, which he uh, recently yeah. uh, left, and uh, he's great. I think he's a really, really clever, smart, often very vulgar, <laughs> comedic. Voice. You, can see his, you can see a shit ton of Veep actors in this movie. Oh, for sure, and, and a few from In the Loop as well. And uh, it's it looks exciting. It's an interesting premise where he's basically talking about a real life event, which is when Stalin uh, died and left sort of no successor to the Russian Empire and all the people who sort of fought for it um, and uh, who would eventually come to power. But it's done with all these American comedic actors not doing Russian accents, just doing basically Veep, but Russian politics. And I think it's a kind of clever idea and i hope it works how about you guys i think it's funny when uh, what's it with like tambor says kiss my russian ass and like just his amazing american accent right <laughs> uh i think i think i think it's very like i think it's very surreal and i enjoy it even as a production it's surreal to like pull off something like that and i think it'd be pretty cool yeah so the uh the the show i was thinking of was called um the thick of it that was the original show that um, in the loop is sort of a semi takeoff on. Um, oh, the thick of it with uh, Peter Capaldi. Yes, yes. Yeah. So he created the famous Malcolm Tucker character, which oh, look up all the supercuts of Malcolm Tucker. He's the most wonderful oh, person. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> We've fucking time traveled, haven't we? <laughs> Tickety fuckety dark. Yeah, it's great. Sadly, no Peter Capaldi in this. I wish he was like you know. I don't know. I don't know who had cast Peter Capaldi as. Maybe Khrushchev. I like Steve Buscemi as Khrushchev, though. That's pretty funny to me. Yeah, that looks hysterical, <laughs> man. I'll see it for him. I mean, shit. When was the last time you got to see Steve Buscemi in a, I mean, a semi-leading role, it looks like, in this? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Can can I actually, this is actually a question to everyone here about Steve Buscemi's career. Has he had a leading role like this since like, Fargo or like boardwalk empire Ooh. i don't know boardwalk was kind of the of. last thing i feel like yeah he's directed a yeah, few movies yeah. I mean, and he's like in those but like yeah well he's he's not how about the he's not classically handsome no. uh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry. I, i'm really sorry you're you're but he's got a beautiful amazing. soul oh we forgot that he was yeah, day trader no. in transformers how could we forget <laughs> his classic turn oh Fuck me! <laughs> I, I think I think you've mentioned another thing that I don't want to think about anymore. So oh, we we're, should move we're on. really scratching the bottom of the barrel tonight. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I will say the, the show he did with Louis C.K. Horace and Pete is really good. So if you hadn't seen, that, oh that dude, was... I need to watch the rest of that. I just can't. It's depressing. It's <laughs> just, really depressing. You have to pay. 
No, it's not. I love it. I love how depressing uh, yeah, it is. I haven't watched anything by We're getting off track, but like, it's hard to finish because you have to pay for each episode independently. And Louis C.K. just did like, just went out and did like the most inadvisable marketing scheme ever. Just figured out he could just do it his way off his website, and it's like that's that's what Horace and Pete is when I think yeah. about it. But it is good. I do like it. Yeah. Um, we should move on to our main review. Um. So, uh, Jack, oh, d- did you want to, did you want to, uh, pitch, uh, who's, uh, sponsoring this episode? I didn't know oh, which, uh, yes, which, who, that's right. who you wanted to give priority this, uh, this for, time. Our for you, one. the listeners of the Movie Gang, uh, podcast, Loot Crate is offering an opportunity to save 10% on any new subscription to LootCrate.com. To save 10% on any new subscription, go to trylootcrate.com backslash gang and enter promo code bridge10 for 10% savings. Get them sweet savings up in here. If you want to get the savings to save 10% on any new subscription go to trylootcrate.com backslash gang Jack I think you trylootcrate.com backslash gang you hit you hit the highest note you could and then I don't know if you should have kept going yeah Jack Jack could have played Rihanna's character (laughs) yep I uh oh shit okay I uh I all my levels just look like shit so (laughs) that's great we'll fix them later that's that's okay I, I bet I bet, yeah. I bet Jack did that off the top of his head too, because I, I just kind of like pitched him to that. But I, I bet he didn't have it up in front of him, so he's just done it. So oh no, no, I did. I, I did do that off. That was some, yeah. <laughs> that yeah, was that's, some that's bullshit. Uh, considering that, um, yeah, I, I may have done those ad reads a couple of times. I really need to change our ads. Sorry, Loot Crate, but you've you've done it. You've done us well. Yeah, I wonder if there's a Valyrian Loot Crate. Like, I I don't think that uh, they're going to be sinking any more money into this at this point for for merchandising. But uh, or if it was ever <laughs> well, intended I, that I, way, I think but. it more has to do with like our market. Like everyone everyone that's listening to our podcast is going to buy loot crates. Bought loot crate. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, so you need to change that. Everyone who's uh, go ahead. What? What'd you say, Jack? No, don't worry about me. You. Your show, my friend. No, 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 not at all. Um, yeah, it's just uh, <laughs> uh, so Valyrian city of a thousand planets. Speaking of our like viewership or, or listenership, whatever you call it, I don't know like who has. Oh wait, did we need to say goodbye to Ben? He's not sticking around for this, right? No, I did not see this film. I just wanted to talk about Duck Duck Goose because I have problems. Um. Did you uh, did you have, did you have any any list impressions you wanted to give on uh, Valyrian before you dropped out, Ben? Sure, I'll just quickly or, say that uh, from want to wish us luck. From yeah, from what I've when I'm read, I think uh, I think it sounds like uh, it's very pretty. Uh, the story maybe is a little silly. The last line is very stupid, um, and it's weird that Dane DeHaan sounds like Keanu Reeves in the movie. So that's what I all right. That's what I that's, understand. That, so that's a good 10, impression. Don't watch it. I don't know. That's best I got. I didn't see it. So we'll talk to you guys later. Thank you, Ben. (laughs) Bye, Ben. Okay, so, yeah, I'm not sure. Thank God he's gone. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Is he actually? I feel bad. I love you, Ben. Now I can really host the podcast. He's, like, still in chat. (laughs) Um, Oh, my God. So let's talk about Valyrian, guys. Um I, I want to do this a little differently than usual in, in terms of just the phenomenon that this movie is. I don't want to get too into the plot or characters first, but I guess uh, for those who are, for some reason, listening to this who didn't see the movie, if uh, I could try to come up with a quick summary a little bit. I don't I, I don't trust to find any summary out there because it's just such a... Uh, a um, 
I don't want to say derivative, but like a basic plot that I don't feel like the marketing is really going to. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think that's this is for my part, like that's the dif- distinction issue of this movie is that it's classically traditional noir film plot mm-hmm. is at odds with sort of like kind of the elements of the movie itself. Right, like, right. So you a, got you got uh, two like classic uh, agents like they're government agents. I think they're time spatio uh, agents. In uh, in the comics, something, right, right, something uh, all right. So let's cool let's, let's back that, up. Let's but, back uh, up here. Let's let's. It's, the movie does a good job of pre- presenting its its inherent conceit, which I think is like the best thing about this movie is that it's like vision of like this space station is so cool and how that that yeah, that yeah. first fifteen minutes is like really good. So, <laughs> so the city of a thousand planets, yeah, that, that you're talking about, and which is the sort of unnecessary subtitle to this. I, I don't know. It, it's kind of a weird. Anyway. um yeah, it's just this collection of all the species in the, I think they say universe, don't they? Like, not just galaxy, but universe. Like, it's this really obscene scale that all, like, living forms of, uh, like, sentient life have gathered together in this spaceship that started with the uh, ISS uh, right out orbit of Earth. And um, so uh, Valerian and Lorelei are these government agents uh vested with power by the uh the human government that kind of runs the whole thing since it started with them i because i guess humans. yeah um and so Valer- valerian lorelei two two vaguely human shaped uh pieces of wood who <laughs> maybe really kind of <laughs> think they might be in love with each other or just feel emotions in general um spend I, the movie I, trying I, to i mean, I mean yeah, what, go yeah. ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm I ripping into, I it early. into it. I know. The, I know. But yeah, yeah. I think I think the biggest issue for me is that like Luc Besson films like stuff like uh you know which is like, like get, the yeah, one yeah, that's yeah. inevitably going to come up. Yeah, no. I want I want to talk go about ahead, just like ahead. just Luc Besson. I just I like generally they kind of chase the MacGuffin through the city when it turns out there's a like noble savagey Nakvi looking people. <laughs> Navi. Navi, yeah. Thank, thank, thank you, Sarah. Our, you'll, you'll be our Avatar um, reference specialist in, in, in this, since I know you, you love Avatar. More. I don't love it as much Oof. as I used to, but I did see it a lot when you did, it first came. You out. saw it a lot yes. in high school. To be um, like, no, 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 no shade. No, no shade, Trevor. No. <laughs> just, no. just lean up. I was just, I was impressed. <laughs> I and um, anyway. So, um, yeah, so there's, it's just kind of a macguffin plot. They try to help out this, um, th- these native peoples that no one's ever heard of, of all the species in the universe that are supposed to be represented in this, this city. Um, and it's, it's just kind of a very standard sort of um, the govern- government cover-up plot where it turns out the, the, uh, these native uh, people are the victim of, um, like, uh, uh, well, they're um, they're casualties basically like the planet uh, got blown up on accident yeah in the midst of uh, this big war uh, between uh, two different civilizations I, I earth guess. and or, someone else yeah. probably or some earth general was in charge of basically punching the big red button yeah yeah and so the movie is basically about them trying to like um, restore the um, the pearls they're called um to their world and um, make uh, the the human the humans accountable for their uh, past mis- misdeeds. But um, yeah, 
the plot is like the least important thing about this movie. I just want to go ahead and get that out of the way. What I really want to talk about first is Luc Besson, the director and writer of the film. Because this movie is very much tied to um, the phenomenon that's Fifth Element for me. Uh, which um, right. you're probably familiar with, um, even if you uh, haven't even seen it. Um, Luc Besson has done a lot of different writing on like action movies like uh, Taken, Taxi, Transporter. But... Of the films he's both directed and written, uh, Fifth Element is just up there. I think is his like I mean, people call it a space opera. It's it's very unique, very special. You got all these this just wacky design. Uh, Gary Oldman has like uh, <laughs> spurs and a southern accent and like a, a plastic hairpiece yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. Um, yeah. And uh, supposedly when uh, Luke Besson was working on the Fifth Element. Uh, one of his uh, designers on the set, I think, that did the costumes, which are very memorable uh, and unique. Uh, so, like, why are, you, why are you making this shit when you could be, like, adapting Valerian and Loreline, which is this classic uh, 60s sort of, like Jack was saying, pop noir uh, kind of comic book, arguably inspired uh, George Lucas in a lot of Star Wars elements. People are starting to come out with a lot of comparisons and um, you know, Luke Besson at the time, he was like, oh, well, you know, there's so much special effects, so many creatures, I don't think I could do it. And then uh, Avatar happens, he's like, oh, I could. I, the CG is, like, possible now, but also I need to rewrite my script because, it, like, it needs to be really good, which I, is another sign for me that just, like, yeah. Avatar is what <laughs> raises your story standards. I don't, I don't, I like that's, I don't quite understand that. But, um, so that's kind of, like, the phenomenon of, like, the history of it. Um, he also, like, this is the most expensive French film ever made, most expensive European film ever made, and independent. I think also the most expensive independent film ever made, possibly. It, it had a production budget of, like, uh, see, this according to uh, Wikipedia, I think, is between 177 and 210 million, as compared with, like, The Fifth right. Element had 75 million by comparison. is a much better film. Yeah. With, fewer visual effects shots there are 2734 visual effects shots in this movie um so yeah, yeah. it's pretty and, and um, i think and it is I, I, go ahead yeah go ahead no, no 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 go ahead go ahead i was just gonna say like um like that's the best part of it and you can feel like there's like luke Besson. i i guess you could argue he's not a tour his signature is all over it it is fairly imaginative but i don't think it's imaginative enough to make up for its its shortcomings but i do think that's like I mean, you have critics out there calling this a space opera like they did Fifth Element. They're just totally being apologists for this movie and saying, oh, you should go see it. It's really good. Oh, the plot's kind of bad and the characters are kind of wooden, but it's just really pretty and it's really imaginative and it is the best. I mean, you know, there's an acknowledgement that it is spectacle, but it's like some of the best spectacle that you're going to get, you know? Um, right, right. And I know I enjoyed that. There is a lot of good stuff in this movie. Jack and I, we saw this in an empty theater. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, which that was, was so sad. <laughs> oh no, it was a. I, I was. I had a great time. It was a great way to see it because, like, whenever just something completely incongruous happened with the characters, the plot, we could just shout like, "What the fuck!" Like, <laughs> and didn't have to worry about anyone else ruining the movie for it, anyone else. Uh, it um, probably was the. It, I, pro I find sometimes that like if if a movie's doing really really bad, like I get very frustrated by it. It was kind of. It's it's the best way to see a bad movie is like knowing that the room won't hate you if you're like if you just like out loud what the fuck yeah I I had a lot of fun and I think I you took us to that movie theater because you knew like we kind of wanted to see we even knew from the critic reviews coming in that like we really wanted Valerian to be good and we had to see it but like we knew it it wasn't gonna be that that good probably 
I mean, Probably. that's the thing that I like. I want to before we get into like the meat of the character and the plot and just dissecting what's wrong with it. Acknowledge is just the phenomenon of this film. Is I think part of the problem with it is it is so tone deaf on its like its place in history because it it it, it you know it's from the '60s. It's this sci-fi classic comic that inspired a bunch of sci-fi. But it's like when you look at the original thing, you're so used to seeing its its derivatives that it just doesn't have any flair left for you. You know what I mean? Like supposedly this, there are a lot of design uh, parallels between this and Star Wars. Like the Millennium Falcon looks like their spaceship. The um, the like trunk nosed wing bat things Watto. look like Watto from Episode One. There's a lot of parallels like that that I, you know. Like you, you can't prove are related, but I mean it's fair to say that this thing is old enough that it and you know it had a cult following. There was a you know just joyous raucous applause at um, like Comic Con whenever they first aired this trailer. So I mean like I appreciate yeah. where this movie is coming from and I really wanted it to be good, but it's a mess. It is a it is a big mess and it fascinates me in that it's like. It's pretty the way a bunch of broken glasses. <laughs> like, mm. It just doesn't hang together at all. Jesus, so tra- all, right, all right, all right, all right. Go ahead, let's, go ahead. What, what, let's let's take back, back let's take up. this what, back. Your, st- yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think for me, like, I don't think this movie is a total failure. I I agree with you that it is not a great movie, but at the same time, like, I I feel like it fails in like very in like two or three very specific ways. Uh, and I think that's the issue is this movie just has like tone issues that, it, that are irreconcilable with like the basis of what's happening. I think this whole movie could have been fixed by just having a different main character, namely, namely Bruce Willis. Oh, come on. Like, no, I, I, I'm dead serious. And the reason I'll say that is because like a lot of this movie's, a lot of the worst part of this movie is just because it knocks you out of it just with sort of the, like the overarching tone issues. And yeah, there's bad writing, but like, for instance, like I think there's like bad writing in the original fifth element as well. I just think that like Bruce Willis as a person, like has this sort of like, you know, this panache as a, as a lead actor where he's able to like look on the view. Like he's, he's very much like, you know, we don't give Bruce Willis credit sometimes because like when he was pulled onto the diehard, the joke was, that's, it's like one of those zeitgeist moments that's lost in time because he's thought Bruce Willis is thought of as an action hero, but he was thought of like this everyman right, that then yeah. became the idea of an action hero, unironically. And that's the thing is in, right. in the context of Bruce, uh, in the context of Fifth Element, he's still got like a little bit of that ironic action hero where he shouldn't, you know, he's got all this backstory, but he's, you know, he's a cab driver, so he's he's like, yeah, I'm a cab driver, I'm in New York, I'm a cab driver, I, not like that, but like, <laughs> no, that's like there's still like. Close. No, but there's still like there's this hammered shit element about him that makes Fifth Element work. And I think that's what that's very what specific here is like this baby faced kid making these jokes, like it makes the lines feel They look bad. so young. They do. Why are they so young? That doesn't make any sense. I mean I, I They look like they're about sixteen. I know, I know. They and really like, do. I have to push it's back really... on you though, Jack, because like I don't think just the fact that like if you had a gruffer older person in that role, their characters are so underwritten and underdeveloped that their relationship make like we give and no the fucks. The relationship is just bad. <laughs> I'll let it go. I'll let it go. I don't think the relationship is good, but at the same time, like, I'm saying, like, shit, like, in terms of, like, 
sexual tension. There is none between them. <laughs> and then, like, and, and they spend so much time on it. That's the other thing, too, is, like, so much of this movie is developed into sexual tension between the two characters that where none exists. And that's why it doesn't work so bad. Is Like, maybe it's a bad thing that they spend so much time on sexual tension, but you can definitely tell that it's, like, a failure in terms of acting. Like that, like, or not even acting, just casting. casting choices. Yeah, like, uh, it's real. It's much name? more a casting issue. Like, in fairness to both of the leads, like, I'm sure they'd be di- better. I, they, I know that they've been better in different movies. You think they'd both be better? Yeah. Sorry, I did. I lose you a minute. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, we were robot in there for a minute. No, no, no. You're good. My bad. I, I, yeah, I think they. I think they'd both be. They both have been better in different movies. I just think that like they want him to be this grim Iron Man styles. Not Iron Man, but like this grim like noir superhero. His character is totally inconsistent. Character. It's totally inconsistent. Like exactly. I, exactly. He's like he's Archer half the time, and then the other half of the time. We're we're told that he's supposed to be like really devoted to following orders, like just to the letter. And he has this whole character moment, supposedly at the end, where they have to give the replicator MacGuffin thing back to the back to the pearls from the Paradise Planet. And he doesn't want to do it because no, we're supposed to get this. It's in our mission. But like clearly, it belongs with them. It's the key to their whole ecosystem. They're trying to recreate. And then one of the pearls like, is like inside him. Her soul is like inside which him. That's a really raises stupid the plot question point. of like, okay, if he had a dead person inside him interacting with his consciousness for the whole film, how are we supposed to know what was him and what was like the influence? Especially of this sure dead that girl. like the moment after that, like she takes his soul out of him, he has like a dick moment that's inconsistent with the rest of the movie. Like I know that's that's just a plot inconsistency. I mean, a character inconsistency. But in the context of the fact that she just removed a soul from his body, it makes it seem like he's actually a dick. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like what? What's this yeah. dickish moment in in particular that you're talking about? When he like turns to Lorelai and he's like, "Are we really gonna give the pearls the stuff?" Like, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like, like, I like. Are we really gonna give them the MacGuffin? And it's like, I was like, I feel like we've solved this issue that you were gonna do this like before you figured it out, buddy. Like, yeah. come on, yeah. Like the like, he just hasn't caught up with the film yet a little bit. I think that's exactly it. Yeah, like he hasn't caught up with his own arc in the film. <laughs> yeah, it's just <laughs> like, like the movie. Like the movie. It's just it's this weird uh, part where like the movie has decided what he's gonna do and he doesn't know it yet. Mm-hmm. And it's just this, this weird thing where like it's very clear we all know what he's gonna do. And then when he doesn't immediately do it, we're all like, "Hold the fuck up, bud!" Like <laughs> you're it gonna just do. Comes this. out of nowhere, and then she gives him a speech about love, and you and I were just both like. Ugh. Like in the theater, we grew. Yeah, it was bad. We we had a we had a rough time with that with the, specifically that that love speech. If, that was if if that theater was occupied and I couldn't have groaned, I would have like much more vitriol for this film than I do. I don't I don't actively like hate it. I don't think it's like a problem with anything. I I wanted to root for the film. I just feel like it's totally tone deaf in several ways, and he's one of them. I think. Uh, Lorelai is uh, fairly better acted and her character just kind of makes more sense but at the same time there's this just tone deaf feminism with her character that doesn't make yeah, sense. Yeah and that's the either. bigger like, there's nothing wrong I mean, with she what she saves- I, I would argue Go ahead. I would argue there's something wrong with what he's doing as a character. I don't think she has any like leg to stand on. I mean, this is my thing. This is the cool thing about this film is like trying to decode what's going wrong because like 
there's so much there that's right and there's so much there that it should be working like i love the fifth element and there's so much coming together to work in ways and i mean it's goofy as all hell and this is goofy as all hell too but decoding what is working and not working is so specific and so down to characterization like i feel like her character is heavily underwritten and she's pushing in the opposite direction to him where his character is overwritten as fuck and he doesn't know what to do like I feel, I feel like they they're like these two actors suffering from entirely different issues, trying to push back towards the middle. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, kinda, and it's really hard to watch. <laughs> but like, um, yeah, I don't know specifically with that. I mean, I I just remember with her, like there was a moment when she was kicking uh, kicking ass, um, like against some of the uh, other soldiers in the group, and. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I actually turned to you in the theater. And was like that was cool, right? Th- that was cool. Like I was just like hoping yeah, against were, hope that her character like, you was. You were gonna... already like apologizing for the movie. It was pretty. Yeah. It was yeah. pretty funny actually. Like I don't mean to. I don't mean to throw shade, but we were both like sort of apologizing right after for the movie. Right after yeah, we saw it. Yeah. It was, no. It was but weird. then like she has, and I mean she saves Valerian, so it's not like she's helpless. Helpless like versus. Um, you know, like, made in distress type thing, necessarily. But also, it's, like, ah, it's so much is, like, the Lana Archer relationship for me. Like, that's what I keep thinking of, is, like, she should outrank him. There's no reason he should outrank her from what we see in their interactions on screen. Like, she's more level-headed. She's more, you know, like, it just doesn't make any sense for him to outrank her. And um, she saves his life one time. But then another time, whenever the really... um, the really problematic uh, aliens that kind of wear this sort of African head garb dresses and are just really comically... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Whenever they capture her and are going to eat her, she's just like, Valerian! Like, just classic screaming dance. Just, like, stupidly. Like, when there's when there's no reason to scream out, you know, for him. Yeah. Like, in the first yeah. place, it's, it's going it, to blow his cover. In the second place, she has no idea that he's there, and she's just, like, last chance, like, hoping he's nearby to save her type thing. Because it's just... And it also kind of... Her transference to, like, that sort of state, like, comes out of nowhere. Man, but that art design is cool, though. When, uh, when like, uh, she's, like, walking down in the reveal at the top of the hat, and he's going to cut her scalp open and eat her brains and the lemons the dress? and stuff. That was like such hat? a cool... No, it... Yeah, like the like the dress, the hat, all of it. Yeah, you keep you, yeah, because you keep thinking like, okay, how is this gonna work? They're obviously all bringing him dishes, so it's like she, but she has got a, like a plate of lemons, so she's like, she's just bringing him lemons. No, she's totally gonna get eaten, right? But I got you know, and then like it turns out her her hat is like a, a plate. And yeah, her, a bowl, her, her and it's so and it's so cool. <laughs> yeah, no, I I I know it's something that I shouldn't. Like, I, I know it's kind of stupid in nature, but, like, it's so cool from the outset of it. And every time I see it, I go, oh, that's cool. That's, that's super cool. That that moment uh, specifically? The, 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 like, sacrifice? No, the no, that, no, no, no. It's not cool from a moment. None of it actually impacts well, but all from, like, design perspectives. Like, the, even the bubble strip show from a design oh, perspective dude. is super cool. I just... And that's the thing. Yeah, no, it's terrible. Talk about it's Rihanna? absolutely let's talk, terrible. Let's talk about Rihanna. And bubble. I don't want to talk about Rihanna, man. It's bad. Oh my god! Like, so, so Valerian just in in looking for Lorelai. No, yeah, no, he he he, yes. he yeah he has to save Lorelai, so he needs to meet a shapeshifter. So he goes into like a burlesque tavern type place where there's going to be a shapeshifter because that's an obvious line of work for a shapeshifter, I guess. And so Rihanna comes out and does this like 
10 minute, okay, not 10 minute, but like extensive burlesque mm. sequence where like it is just cutting There's back and forth. Two minutes. It's just cutting back and forth between her changing shapes and doing different shit and, and, and fucking <laughs> like pale face gonna, wooden I, guy. You're just right, like Sarah, but I'm going to agree with Trevor entirely. That it, it feels very gratuitous. It feels you know what I mean? so long and I'm just like, Jack and I are just both like, what, what's happening? <laughs> what, what's happening right now? Um, yeah, it's, and then and then I she mean, she's dies. Very good. I thing. mean, it's just I I don't I don't know, man. I I don't know. It's just, I guess creatively she was one of the highlights, more or less, and her character has got like this sad backstory, immigrant story. But then the fact that she gets killed off almost immediately just makes it so much worse. Yep. Uh, also, her name's Bubble. I just I. She she also just in terms of the tone deafness like she has a line whenever they're fighting the uh, what did you call them Sarah the sid- they're not actually slithing that's a Doctor Who reference oh okay I can't remember what they're called yeah so I, no but G, I, I totally it sounds like I bet our viewer like will totally get that scene. reference in terms of yeah yeah um, she has a moment in the in, in, in the in the hall whenever they're fighting all of them and she's we- like you don't fight a lady or something like that. And I was just like, oh, it's Rihanna saying that. Oh, it's Rihanna. That just makes, oh, what, what? that's just so loaded right now. It's just, uh, of all people, I don't know. It's just. Actually, I take it back. Calling them Slitheen is an insult to the Slitheen. <laughs> yeah, they're not great. Um, I think here's the interesting thing, too, that I want to point out, though. I'm very sure. curious where you guys are going to score this, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm subtly messaging you because we need to record ga- uh, Feast for Bros. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. We're getting there. We're getting there. Um, oh god. Okay. Um, I feel like there's some last thing I want to say about this though. I just I don't feel like we got to. Um, well, we got we got to Rihanna. That's um, Jesus Christ. Um, no, I think I think I'm more positive about it. I think it's I think it's technically impressive, and it has that element of that fifth element flair that I really love. There are so many uh, cool I just, things. I love the like the things that look like the the little uh trunk nose like wing bat things and all that like all the different creature yeah, designs yeah 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 i yeah. just don't Design, think the creature designs are so innovative that like all the actors needed to read a 600 plus page manual on how to interact with all the different creature designs in the show that's like imdb i can't confirm that but it's just the crazy sort of thing i can see yeah. Like it makes sense to me. What, the, what did you guys think about the money shot like for the movie? The imagination. That, uh, that's... The money shot that I went to the bathroom for. Yeah. Yeah, where he, he goes through the wall of all these different worlds. Yeah, in, in where he goes city. through the walls of all the different worlds, showing off the different elements of the world. I went to the bathroom five minutes before that, which just sucks. I wasn't gone to the bathroom for five minutes. I pee for a normal <laughs> amount of time, I swear. Uh, no, I needed Coke, too. Um, Sarah, I haven't... I haven't uh, brought it to you. What did you have any uh, other things you wanted to say about it, or that you? I think y'all have pretty much covered everything I would have said. Yeah. Did you? Did you? Did it bother you that the uh, pearls were like very similar to the to the Navi? It didn't bother me per se, but I no. definitely noticed it immediately. My thing was just. Like, I, I mean, I, the film. I was about to say, with, Trevor. Like, what? I, I was about to say, like it's. Noble, the noble savage concept isn't gonna go away, but it's not like it's not like insulting to the Navi. Like it's it, it's if it's insult if it's insulting the Navi, then the Navi are insulting to Native Americans. Well, they <laughs> like, are in, in they terms are. of like so, dances with I, I wolves. I think what Trevor's so, getting like, at is in terms of the the physical character design. Well, yeah, like that didn't help, and like 
they might have been like that in the comics. I don't know. That's like true. maybe they were first and then they inspired the Navi. I don't know. But like they their planet is literally called Paradise, and the opening shot of the film is the princess just like waving her arms about and like pure innocent one with nature. Yeah, it's, it's like it's bad. a little heavy. It's bad in terms. It's bad in terms of like you know. One day I just want them to show like, and there's a culture where like the women jump on funeral pyres when the men die. Like it's terrible. Like <laughs> give, give give me some of that. Like that happens. And, and you mean just like. Uh, a, a native one with earth tradition where also there are horrible cultural No, practices. just like a, a native tradition is still inherently like good and it's something to return to but at the same time like there can be dark elements of it like there is no like perfect sub like you know perfect noble savage society like no one was that way no don't you've seen a buckle yeah, but that, I never, I never that, that's a, that's a that's a different issue, <laughs> and that has to do with a, a man who may be angry on the inside. Uh, let's not talk about it. <laughs> okay, okay. We need. You're you're right, Jack. We do need to wrap up with scores. There's just there's one other moment at least that I wanted to bring up before we close this out, which is the the highlight of the film for me in terms of the unintentional laughs is when Loreline is just pu- repeatedly punching the evil like commander dude, and like when she has him locked up in the spaceship during the final battle. Clive and she's Owen. Just, like, it's amazing. Yeah. She's just she's just beating him to a pulp for no particular reason. <laughs> that that was a, that was that was yeah. one of those character moments for me. Then I, I just guess. waste the moment by like by like her just going off on a spaceship, essentially like having a double double o seven ending where they like fuck on a spaceship. <laughs> I'm just like God. okay. They're they're so their their relationship is so conventional too. It's like literally the most tired and true trope of a homosexual. Like in the beginning, where it's like you have to commit, and the guy is like, "Well, I can't." Okay, I'll commit. Like it's 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 so I don't know. It's so cliche, and it's not even done it's well. It's maddening. It's maddening. Uh, All right, let's yeah, wrap it up. It's okay. <laughs> I, I, I know, I know, we got it. There's just there's a lot in this movie. Uh, maybe you should see it if you. I I I don't know, Jack. What do you want to give it? I'm gonna start with you. Uh, I, oh shit! I'm I'm up first. Uh, fuck. Uh, I, I'm you know actually, how it feels. You're the one who wanted to do scores. I, I'm gonna recommend it. Actually, um, I'm gonna give it a six out of ten. Um, wow. And I, I'm gonna say that because it's fucking gorgeous, guys. Like I, I, not only is it fucking gorgeous, it's interesting. And for me. As a filmmaker, like, I feel like this movie could have been saved by a very few things. Like, this is the kind of, like, vibe that's very hard to actively seek out when you're making a movie. And and I don't think there's so much broken... I, th- I mean, I think the Noble Savages thing is bad. And I think that's, like, there's, there's like, design issues. But there's design issues everywhere. And, and obviously, a 6 out of 10 is not, like a, like, a stellar review. But at the same time, like, you know some of the moments are like really, really good. And like when I went and saw that scene on YouTube where he shoots through the stuff, like it's technically super impressive. It's a movie that's worth seeing for the technical impression, the design elements for me and kind of figuring out what went wrong. Cause I think it's, it's absolutely fascinating. And, uh, and I'm also a sucker for sort of that French nouveau pop style. And it's, this is, you know, like fifth element. It's like just fucking up to its ears in it. Okay. Uh, since I'm hosting, I'm going to let myself go last. How about you, Sarah? Okay. Um, I am going to give this movie... 
I guess I'll give it a six. I was toying between a six and a 5.5, but like Jack said, it's just from a purely visual perspective, it's stunning. It, um, absolutely. I would almost, you could almost convince me to go see it a second time if I was going to go see it in 3D. This is one of the few movies that I think might actually be very, very pretty and well suited to be viewed in 3D. Um, I take real issue with the romantic plot between Valerian and Laureline, because I think Valerian is just really an asshole. It's like, yeah, you should be with me because we're partners. And that's kind of his only reason for it. And it's stupid. Um, I'd like to read the comic book and see if maybe some of this comes directly from the comic book and I might be able to give forgive it a little bit more if it's just, you know, purely adapting the comic book rather than coming up with it on on their own um but yeah six soft recommendation be aware that it's got plot problems but it is so damn pretty all right um i'm gonna give it a four out of ten i'm gonna be the bad guy um no not really um I, not really. uh, there's a lot, there, no, not really. I think that's, you know, obviously I think that's the right score. Um, I think, yeah. um, I think there's a lot of great stuff in this movie. Um, you know, the, the, the action scene that opens it particularly is pretty, pretty impressive, pretty unique. It's an interdimensional, you know, chase scene. It's there. I've never seen anything like that before. There is a lot on display here like that. I just don't feel that, it, um, uh, it's worth seeing for just that. I, I don't know. I think. Yeah. No. Like, I. The um, as much imagination as there is on display, and as cool as the visual effects are, uh, I mean, it's better than Avatar. I'll say that. I, does that does that sum up how I, I feel yeah. about it? Kind of. I guess. Yeah. Like, I'd give Avatar no, I mean, a two I mean, or a three, but this I at least can give a four. I feel like that's fair. You would give Avatar a two or a three? Yeah, dude. I hate Avatar. Like pure pure hatred for that movie. Another day's discussion. Okay, show, I've made man. Jack speechless, <laughs> so uh, I feel like I, I've won. I, I've won the podcast at this point, and uh, he might he might never let me host again. But uh, I'm right. joking. No, no, I'm joking. I, I I I like legitimately want to have that discussion with you. I, oh, I would I be will. very respectful. We will have to have that discussion. I would be very respectful they, uh, of your beliefs in that, and I'm I'm okay to talk about that. But I like I am like I am like deadly curious. So um, we will have to have that conversation whenever Avatar two and three come out. If uh, if I can make myself go to see them. Oh man, I don't even know that I can do that. <laughs> all right, all right. So we're we're always slightly on the same page. Okay. So yeah. that's uh, Jack with a six out of ten, Sarah with a six out of ten, and me with a four out of ten. That gives us an average of five point three three repeating, which I'm going to round down to a five out of ten for Valeria. Oh no no no! That's a that's a five point five, bud. Are you checking my math? Yeah, I checked your math. I got the. Are you seriously checking my math right, right, right now? You can pull it down. No, because literally everyone else like checks my math. Like that's the part of hosting. Like it's a five point five. <laughs> that's true. Five point three is closer to five point five. Five point five than, it is to than... 5. 0. Oh, so you're checking my rounding. Okay, I'll accept that. Yeah, now, now you're mad. Your math is square on, like, but you, but your but your rounding is terrible. Mm, I don't feel like we've gotten given a uh, an average point point score in a while. We usually just go by integers. 
<laughs> I think that's just that's just happenstance. I mean, we've given. Okay, you know what? I'm not arguing. It's your All show. right, five out of ten, and that'll be it for this week. Um, do we know what we're reviewing next week? I guess. Um... We'll that uh, so it's a we'll bit of a hold, dry hold up. It's probably going to be Logan Lucky because this might release after uh, this one might release after uh, the big the big sick. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. Well, um, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you later, everybody. Go check out uh, TuscanShedMedia.com for all of our brother and sister podcasts, and give us a like, a rate, a review, a subscribe, all that good stuff, and uh, we'll catch you later. <laughs>